And uh, top of the morning to you all. Happy Thursday. It's a gorgeous day outside. I know you are going to have a gorgeous day as well. And today, remember one thing. The first step towards personal freedom or financial freedom is awareness. An awareness of how many places that you are not free in order to be free. Creating opportunities of awareness in yourself will soon allow yourself the freedom to accept awareness from others. Now let's get this Thursday going, folks. What do you say? It's time to play hard, work hard. Now let's play hard. Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling Hello. coming to you from a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Someday it's a Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday. But this is our Thursday show. That's right. So we did figure out how to build the time machine. Yes, we are speaking to you from the future. So folks, if you want to go to Wednesday's show, you'll understand why we needed to build the time machine with three E's. And if you listen to the end of this show, we'll give you some winning lottery numbers. Yes, because we've gone to tomorrow's but show already. Only if you listen to the end. But not Monday's show. We're going to do that live. Oh, okay. All right. So what we're doing here, folks, is we're doing kind of some truncated cutting room floor. Abridged. Editions of the program where, you know, we you know, we just wanted to do a little play hard before we hand it off to the work hard. Now, the work hard interviews are done. They are on the website, thecrudelife.com. So if you want to go listen to them in their isolation and you don't want to listen to us play hard here on a Thursday morning. Right. Wink. Thursday, April 9th. Uh, 9th. 8th. Right. <laughs> what day but is We're it? speaking it's from the 11th. Sunday. <laughs> I don't do math on Sundays. Dang it. Okay. So... Thursday, the week of April, and uh, boy, I gotta do that. <laughs> see what happens when we don't do the shows on the days we're supposed to do shows. That's why we need the time machine. Yeah, or $100,000. So <laughs> what we're doing here is we're just kind of doing a little catch-up, but we do have a play-hard uh, portion as well. And and the play-hard, we're going to have an interview, but we don't really know which interview it's going to be because we have so many of them online right now because we did have a busy week. Spin the wheel, man. But Sterling traveled uh, out of town. He had five jobs out of town. I had four meetings out of town. So uh, the play hard portion had to be sacrificed. But luckily, we have a time machine. So we can record Thursday's show on a Sunday. (laughs) What else would you do with a time machine? First thought. Boy, what would I do? I would probably, and you know, and the first snarky answer that came to mind <laughs> yeah. was I'd vote You'd f- <laughs> because that came from uh, uh, Breakfast Club right. with uh, Anthony Michael Hall when he had the fake ID <laughs> and it was only to be 18. He, the, he just wanted to vote, right? Like, what do you got a fake ID to be 18 for? To vote. To vote. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I came up with that. Of course, you know you have the. So super John Olympic. Hughes was teaching us about. I would I would do what everybody would do. I'd gamble. Right. I would gamble. Sports almanac. If, from if the I future. had a time machine, I would gamble because that would give me unlimited funds. Ding ding ding. And once I had unlimited funds of money, I could just do whatever I want. Nice. They'd have a time machine, or they'd have a a reality show after me. Government would give me money. Sweet. All kinds of stuff would happen. Yeah, okay. Well, start wearing the khakis. 
Good oh, times roll. Yeah, the business yeah. casual. Awesome. Yeah, that's what All right, well, we'll keep working come. on that. All right, so let's see what we got now. You ready for a little cutting room floor here? Yeah, you got some factoids for us. Oh, yeah. Had to pull up our game show music. Okay. Man, this makes me want to wear some polyester. Here's today's topics for our cutting room floor edition. Sterling, you get to pick one of them. Woo-hoo. I'm amusing myself now in meetings. Had a Zoom one the other day, so I had a Fraggle fill in for me. <laughs> That's topic number one. <laughs> number two, Walmart Aldi. Nickel offsets. Ooh. Number four. Wait. Bakken Barbecue Checkbox. What happened to number three? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I had number four written by here. <laughs> yesterday, we crossed one out. Right, right. Okay. We so, crossed yep, one out. Yep, so, so, yeah. Number three. So okay. I was going to say, we, we do believe in threes. Uh, you know what? How about uh, how about Zoom meetings? Do you have to do a lot of Zoom meetings? I've done one. I have had to do way too many. <laughs> All right. Man. All right, let's zoom on in here and talk a little bit about the Zoom meetings that are going on. And I did. Okay, so here's the cutting room floor, kind of the setting the table, if you will, for this topic. I I had a Zoom meeting I had to do, and it was a business one, okay? Mm, And and it was one that I really did not want to be a part of. I own my own business, so I don't really have anybody that's going to tell me if I can do something or not. And I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I'm just trying to be real, folks. And I, I honestly, I didn't really want to do this, but I, it was one of those where... There's plenty of things we don't want to do. We have to do. Right. It's called life. It's and called Tuesday. They used... They kind of used a little bit of some... Uh, is the word guilt extortion? Is that a right... Is that right? Where I've never heard that, but that sounds like a thing that should be. Well, do you remember when Walmart got busted for um, making people work longer hours and not getting paid? I do have a memory of that. So that, that's kind of like that same line where it it's kind of like, recession. you know, and Friends did an episode uh, where Jennifer Aniston, if she didn't go out and do a smoke break, you, you wouldn't advance your career, you know, kind of wow. like that, where it's like, if you're not part of it, well, people are going to notice and mm. it's going to cost you professionally. And so that really bothered me. Right. And so, well, yeah. And friends has always been cutting in social commentary. So without a doubt, <laughs> right. It's, which kids read about in history class oh, now. Oh God. Is <laughs> friends on the history channel now? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're talking about like cigarette smoking on break is a social thing where now it's a pariah thing. Right. Oh, but I didn't back even then think it was of that the from 90s. Yeah. I wasn't even looking at it yeah. from that. That's yeah. how much of a cultural shift just in 15 years or so. So long story shorter, I wish. Long story longer. <laughs> Too late. I had a Fraggle fill in for me. Did you do puppets? Well, I, or was I, a filter? I started to realize that this was one of those meetings that wasn't a meeting. It was more just you're getting marching orders or mm-hmm. they're not really looking for feedback because... When you have ten people on a call, Ugh. you're not you're not looking for a conversation. No, you're you're looking to convey a message. Okay, I mean, otherwise you got ten people talking over each other, and you got all kind. I mean, just it's 
it's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen in yeah, my life. It's right? like trying to create order out of a bag of cats. So I had read from Fraggle Rock fill in for me. Red. I have a I have a stuffed animal and it's a Fraggle. It's red. And, and it's, she, a fe- it's a female. Yeah, and she was always the cool. It was feist. Women's History Month. She was the feisty one. She was she went, always out doing her own thing. That's where she got the nickname Red. Yeah. And she I think she had a red shirt. Yeah. Ponytails, pigtails. Dot. The old in the fifties, did she polka dot? She wore polka dots because her name was Dot. Was that a? Did I dream that or was that a candy? I think it might have been you, both. You got me there. Yeah, okay. we're just living in your dream world. Wasn't one of Richie Rich's friends named Dot? Oh my god! And she had dots. I think you're right. Like her whole dress was polka dots. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we're Tangentville here. Um. So back so, to zooming. Um, somebody did say something and I kind of brushed it off, said like, oh, I got to do something. So ha ha ha. And anyway, a couple of people were getting very annoyed. They didn't like that. They did not like your, they did not like the fraggle. They didn't like the fraggle. So I, I apparently I'm been banned <laughs> from these zoom calls. It's just a little performance art. You were making a statement. So, or at least keeping it fun, folks. I don't know if you've done anything like this. If oh, you've man. if you've had a stuffed animal fill in for you, or well, you remember or uh, Ronald Reagan's mask, you know, or now Michael, that's a great idea. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I have my Michael Hello. Myers Halloween mask. Darling. I like to wear, but that's only on family Zoom meetings when I know my oh, niece. So you've or, done this too? Oh yeah. Most okay. of mine have been not business related. They've been either school related, which is kind of business related, or they've been family related. Oh, I would love to wear like my Jason Voorhees hockey mask. That's the whole reason I agree to family Zoom calls is so I can dress up and be weird with you the know? school. Yeah, that would be interesting. I did one while I was in the shower. You know, I just had the camera outside and I was just talking through the curtain. Well, I don't want to get arrested. No, these were with family members. Yeah, I don't. Who, who the hell do you think is going to be the first ones to call the cops? Jeez. Yeah, they know where the bodies are. Right, exactly. So, okay. <laughs> well, you know, you know, there was a thing on Colbert just the other night. He was talking about Zoom meetings, and uh, apparently Ron Paul, uh, libertarian Ron Paul, you know, former president, candidate. I like Ron Paul. I know, right? Honest. Well, yeah, libertarians, well, like, libertarians seem to be the most able to cross over between having Democratic and Republican ideas work for them, you know? Yeah, as long as it stays off their property, yeah. they don't care. So he was doing a uh, he was doing a Zoom meeting, and as he so was... So Ron, Ron, Ron Paul, Paul was on Stephen Colbert. No, no, he was... This this clip was on Colbert. Okay, Ron Paul was being interviewed on a Zoom meeting, it looked it. like, with uh, two or three other people. As the interview concluded, and he kicked back from his... You know, desk or whatever, you realize he's just wearing a jacket, you know, a nice jacket and a shirt and basically boxer shorts. And uh, that sort of epitomized Zoom meetings in the last year and a half for so many of us, right? Is that it's almost like it's like the mullet from the 80s and 90s. It was business up front, party in the back. That's interesting because, I mean, there's an element of phoning it in where you're not getting dressed all the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's the element of not understanding your surroundings, knowing that the camera is going to zoom back to show your nutsack hanging out of your I was going to say, your, your dude, in today's world, assume that your nuts are going to be on video. I know. And so... <laughs> Just assume. Um, there's, there's that part of it, you know, but... Um, well, that's what happens when grandpa does Zoom meetings, you know, I guess. You know, it's that you could make that call. So I was uh, I stopped by my friend Brad, uh, the voice guy, you know, mm-hmm. who does the uh, the crude the life crude with life. Jason Spies. You know, the guy who's been smoking two packs of cigarettes every day with the nice guttural oh, Sam Elliott voice. 
Uh, they're rich, moving throaty staccato. They're moving to uh, Tucson. Yeah, right. Tucson, Tucson Arizona. And they're uh, you know they're getting rid of some stuff, and and uh, they wanted me to stop by to uh, help move a few things. And and uh, anyway, they had uh, Colbert on. Stephen Colbert, he had on, and I didn't realize Colbert was still doing it from home and not a live oh, yeah. audience, and and he would have, um, he still has bands though that come by his house or his garage or I don't usually watch the segments beyond his intro stuff. I, I really, honestly, I have I've got rid of my TV in two thousand and six, so I haven't um, I haven't had anything except for NFL on. Seven, probably four weeks a year mm-hmm. yeah, it's, on television. It's usually wrestling when I come over here or well, cartoons. that's on the WWE Network yeah. or the, or the um, um, HBO Max cartoon mm-hmm. network type, Aqua type Teens stuff. Oh, I love Aqua Normal Teens. show. The- Colbert, Stephen Colbert, and it's a late show, right? Mm-hmm. He had on Cheap Trick. <laughs> nice. Cheap Trick, okay? Yeah. The Flame, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't I, didn't I, didn't yeah. I see it crying? And then they did uh, I Don't Be Cruel. Oh, wow. The remake? Yeah, the remake. You know, yep. It was actually pretty good. Yep. They did, it was Don't Be Cruel, right? Yeah, I think da, so. Da. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, Trying to think they did. And they did Love uh, Police, I think, was another They're probably one. doing it all remote, too, then. Right? It's probably all. Like, I know I know he's got his, um, his uh, in-studio music guy doing stuff from remote his apartment. So, Cheap Trick, the pride of Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> he had on a the lead singer had on a wide brim hat. He still had his long hair. He had white tux on, and um, it looked very much like uh, that scene in uh, Indiana Jones when the guy turns from a human into a skeleton. Somewhere in between there, okay? <laughs> with the cup of the with, Grail. That's it. Yes, that's it. You know what I'm talking so about. He chose poorly. He chose poorly, and the guitarist had that yellow checkered look still that the cheap oh, yeah. trick had back in the day. That's iconic. So I turn and look at Brad, and I said, Brad, who's, I believe, 72, okay? Okay. I believe he's 72. I go, Brad, first of all, I didn't realize Cheap Trick was still alive. (laughs) I go, secondly, I didn't realize Cheap Trick apparently has a song out or is relevant or whatever. And I go, third, I go, is television now bringing... Casino acts on late night. Like, is that where we're at? Is that TV is so old now? Right. The only people watching television and all, and I mean, totally serious. Yeah. When every single ad is a uh, um is a, is is a pharmaceutical ad about your mm-hmm. your incontinence and your bowel yeah. movements, it's a urethra issue, and, and there's yeah. a sleep apnea ads. Yeah. And you've got Henry Winkler, Robert Wagner, and um. Who's the other guy? Some other uh, the mustache guy, the guy with the best mustache ever. Uh, Sam Elliott? Nope, nope. He was on Friends. Monica's <laughs> boyfriend, Tom Selleck. Oh, Magnum PI. Yeah. You got those guys selling reverse mortgages. Mm-hmm. So those are the only ads on television, and you're bringing in casino <laughs> bands as your as your top bill for late. You He's know, Letterman, but, right? But it's, but it's Colbert, so I figure he probably likes Cheap Trick I don't and care. wanted Cheap Trick. And is Cheap Trick that relevant now that yeah. they're on Colbert? Because even if they have a new album out, 
are are they going to be anything outside of the Indian casino, the Native American no. casino? No, uh-uh. are they going to sell out the Excel yeah. Energy? Well, Center, you know, the Pepsi Center. We live in what's, like what's, what's Jerry Jones Park down there? Arlington. What's, Arlington. What's it? What, what is? Who did he sell it to? Jerry Jones is a Cowboys. I don't stadium. know what he sold it to. No, the uh, whoever, the giant stadium. Whoever owns the naming rights, I think sorry. he does. Oh, okay, Jerry yeah. Jones Stadium okay. <laughs> or Dallas well, Stadium, yeah. Tom Brady Stadium, and Tampa Bay. He took that over. Sorry, oh, man. Go no, the- you're right. They'll probably start naming it stuff like that, man. <laughs> Actually, I called it Tom Brady Tom Brady Stadium because WrestleMania is this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "Where's WrestleMania?" I said, "Tom Brady Stadium." <laughs> Everybody knew what and I was exactly talking about. Exactly where you were talking so, about. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I don't even I remember now, okay, man. Now I'm thinking about Tom Brady Stadium, and that's you. You know that's going to happen at some point. It already has. I mean, it's but I mean, like officially, it'll be a. Oh right, Raymond James is like going to concede. <laughs> They're like, yeah, hey, Raymond James, get guys, ahead of it. Yeah, sorry, guys. get ahead of it. Yep. At, go go give Tom Brady some money. Oh, people that, be falling over themselves to be able to call Tom themselves Tom Brady Stadium, powered by Raymond James. You know, you talk about relevant the cheap trick stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's up, where up we're here, at. Moondance Jam and these other music festivals that yep. they used to have pre-COVID. I mean, they were basically a, a nexus, a time machine in themselves. Def Leppard, Cheap yep. Trick. You know, you'd have like Candlebox. You'd have any band that yeah. was no longer relevant, was barely relevant at the time, yeah. coming together like a Woodstock. So I honestly, but I do ask you the question, because okay. I don't have a TV, and I've been so far out of TV. Listen, folks, I have Netflix, or I had Netflix. I have, what do I have right now? I have HBO. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Peacock, because right. WWE. Yeah, you want your wrestling. Now switch to Your Parks Peacock. and Rec, yep. And so, yeah, I got Parks and Rec. You got Parks now. and Rec. I'm pretty sure I saw Betamax player in your living room. And what else do I have? I have one. Oh, Prime, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yeah. That's more than enough. So I, I canceled Netflix a while ago. Yeah, I ran out of stuff to watch there. Jane the Virgin is on there, and I do miss Jane the Virgin. Have you ever watched Jane Never the watched Virgin? Oh, Jane the Virgin. fantastic! Anyone who does not like Jane the Virgin, I like the title. I'm not sure if I could be friends with. It, Should I go now? I it mean, is, um, oh, I don't even know how to okay, describe it. Okay, now I'll have to it. check it out because I do still have Netflix because my wife and I like watching The Crown and uh, a Korean zombie flick series called I'm, The Kingdom. I'm not even sure that there's one actress that or actor that actually did anything of relevancy before Jane the Virgin. So mm. it is a it's a it's a comedy. Okay, okay, it's a it's kind of like Arrested Development, mm-hmm. but a telenoeva. <laughs> okay. Well, when you say so, that name, I'm thinking of Kimmy Schmidt for some reason. So you have um, you have a narrator mm-hmm. like a telenueva. Okay. Okay, and he's like over the. He's hilarious because he just sets the tone, and the whole the show the whole show is based on this: is that she is a twenty something year old virgin. Okay, I figured that played in there somehow. Wait, wait okay, raised by a single mother mm-hmm. who lives with her grandma. So you got three generations. Three generations. Abuela, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Abuela's telling the youngest about through a flower, crushing a flower with the virginity and all this stuff. <laughs> and this was on CW. Okay. So originally, it might have been one season, but there's like six or seven, five seasons really? now, right? Okay. Oh, it's it's fantastic. So so you got this this whole thing going on, and she goes in for a pap smear. And this is the, Sunday morning. The doctor Woo. is a female doctor who is a lesbian. Okay. It's getting complicated. Who, right? who just gets dumped by her girlfriend. So she then is completely 
misjumbled. Mm-hmm. Her mind is jamba juiced up, right? right? Okay. Well, Jane the Virgin is in one of the waiting rooms waiting for her pap smear. And in the other waiting room is her sister-in-law who's going to get artificially inseminated with her brother's semen. So she goes in and artificially inseminates the virgin by mistake. What? Exactly. <laughs> and he, by the way, is a hotel good-looking mogul oh, in Miami. Wow. And so it's just got smut. It's just got drama. It's Immaculate just got conception. Twists and turns. And her boyfriend, who's just been a just model boyfriend, uh, just being awesome with her virginity and all this stuff. He's a policeman, so he has to investigate all this stuff. It's just, it's fantastic, you know? And then and then it turns out that... Um, Sounds binge-worthy. Her, her father actually be, is a Telenueva star. Oh, wow. So it's just... It's, it is like the most ridiculously It sounds stupid. exactly like a soap opera. Bro. It is. Exactly. It is, but it's Arrested Development wow. as a soap opera. and it Which in is itself is so really a soap good. opera, so, yeah. Jane the Virgin. I, okay. I could not believe I liked that show when I watched it. That might be one of my secret shame shows. Yeah, I wouldn't have I, pegged you for that type of show. That I feel very proud about saying, I, damn it, that is some good stuff, Good man. TV is good TV, right? It is. Yeah, good exactly. writing is good writing. Yeah. And uh, that's... So, okay, getting back to what we were talking about. And what were we talking we're, about? Oh, we, we were talking... We were all over the place, man. No, I know, but we were talking about... Uh, Zoom. Zoom meetings. Now, you've done Zoom meetings for the school. How does yeah. that go? Uh, you know, it's usually, or had been like teacher meetings, counselor meetings, things like that. It's fine. It's very business-like. It's very... It is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. We, don't, we don't do those yet. We can, <laughs> but we haven't gotten to that point. But no, thankfully, I mean, a lot of my uh, friends and brother-in-laws, uh, they all do virtual work now, right? It's all yeah. from home. They're surveyors and stuff like that. So they're doing constant corporate Zoom meetings. They hate it. So I, I'm having trouble, and, I, and it's bothering me that it bothers me. And I'm trying to you know, improve, especially since you know, this is Thursday's show that we're recording on a Sunday, mm-hmm. is that Sunday's about self-reflection. And I want to know why it bothers me that somebody does uh, like quarantini parties and... Um, oh, sure. Because yeah. uh, it's a witty um, name, I guess. Zoom catch-ups and things like that, like... Why has Zoom replaced the phone? Well, you know, not long after the shutdown, I remember my father-in-law and my family on the West Coast, you know, we did kind of like a happy hour Zoom call. But why does the camera have to be involved? That's my feeling. I'm like, let's do speakerphone because for one, it's, I'm not paying attention to the video because there's 10 other people there too, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's one-on-one, like I would FaceTime uh, like uh, my my ex Shana, okay? Mm-hmm. She would always FaceTime me, and I, that's okay. I don't mind FaceTiming one-on-one, and mm-hmm. I have uh, a few of these uh, dating app girls every now and then. They'll FaceTime me. and But okay. it's a video conference. I mean, But when you start adding more no than fun, one man. person, yeah. now it's different yeah. because you know it ends up being the scene from the Muppets in the beginning where you got 47 different do, people. Do, you know, do, 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 do. Well, it starts out as the Brady Bunch, right. and then it turns into the Muppets. <laughs> That, you know what I'm talking go about? That Zoom scene meetings. where you got Absolutely. all those Muppets in yeah, the background? where there's all these little screens and people talking. and Like, yeah. that is ridiculous. That's redonkulous. Yeah. Redonkulous, man. Which makes me giggle. <laughs> Sounds like a ridiculous donkey. There's been some funny stories I've read about it, like a lawyer who was in a uh, you know a Zoom call with a judge and accidentally triggered a filter that made him look like a kitty. 
So throughout the proceeding, you know, he had to stop when he realized what was happening and say, I am in fact a lawyer. I am not a cat. He just couldn't figure out how to turn it off. You know, so there's these these moments where people are doing their business of the day. Reading that transcript, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you're reading the trans. Like, if you're somebody like me that reads, like, folks, I, I actually going read, through and be like, I no, I am in fact not a kitty. Okay. Like, I've read courtroom transcripts and things like that, yeah. and so I could just, I would be absolutely hilarious. Like, <laughs> um, right? That's not like a note you would have picked up in the Nuremberg trials, right? That's my know, client that's, did not intentionally have sex with that underage. Minor, no, I am not a kid. I am not a kid. I mean, just, 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 just for clarification. <laughs> how does that? How does that go? I mean, it, it just apparently he didn't skip a beat. He just couldn't figure out how to turn it off. So, yeah, man, he was going 120 <laughs> miles an hour because. There was a bee in the car. Well, that's, no, I'm not a kitty. That's somebody that's unflappable. You know, that's that that's somebody just doing their job. But this is where we're going, isn't it? To this whole Zoom thing, yeah, and and meetings and and the whole digital revolution. To where the other interesting part about um, the Colbert show was he had a guest on Hank Azaria. I'm sure one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons, of course. Yeah, master of voices. Brockmeyer, one of my favorite series of the modern day, where he plays a, uh, a baseball announcer that um, loses it on the air when he finds his wife having an affair with the neighbor, Bob Greenwald, or something like that. But uh, anyway, uh, Brad, mm-hmm. first thing he does is he starts noticing what's on in the background at Hank Azaria's place. Like, Oh, because he's doing it from his house, right? He's doing yeah. it from his house. Yeah. And that, of course, sprung into a whole side conversation of all these other people that he's seen on the news and he's seen on guests of uh, these different talk shows. Because mm-hmm. every, every week, um, it's Colbert every night. Um, who's the guy? Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Does Bill Maher. He does a couple of the uh, 24-hour news networks or something like that. He's got like a half a dozen of these these guest-type shows mm-hmm. that does. Samantha B. he records that. Yep, Is yep. she still on? Yeah. Okay, so he still yeah, records that. Yep. You know, he's 72, but he stays hip. He yeah. totally, he's, he's into it. <laughs> well, he's, it's right up his alley. He keeps me more informed with some youthful things than I do sometimes. Seriously, yeah. and I've got a 15-year-old, because then I'll go to my 15-year-old and ask about it, and he'll be like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, duh. I do that. I go to my teenager. I'm like, what is vibing? And all of a sudden I hear, my dad just asked me about so-and-so. It's no longer cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but Brad, it, it opened up a whole new side conversation of guests mm-hmm. and what they had in their background. Yeah. And how and staged I'm, it is or not. And just yeah. coincidental things and just yeah. things of interest. And, and he started mentioning it a few, and I can't recall any off the top of my head, and I apologize for that. But my guess is... That's going to become the next, um, if not gotcha, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a body of work that's going to be done. And so well, you have a ranking of a website or something. My, my brother-in-laws that work for uh, uh, state and private companies uh, in California, mostly surveying and engineering companies, one of the reasons they're required to do those Zoom calls is it is it's sort of a verification process. It's like... Are you at your desk or at your place of work doing it? Do you look professional? There's still certain standards they're requiring. And it's more invasive, you know, than just the speaker call, right? Or the conference call or any of that type of stuff. So while while we're getting the freedom to work from home, or some of us are, we're also giving up more and more of our privacy. Well, that's the the side of the conversation I just wanted to have real quick as we kind of wrap up here is that 
um, you know, there is there is this ebb and flow, this balance of of whatever you want to call it, the the hit, uh, harmony and the music, and mm-hmm. to where you're giving up uh, a lot of the negative of driving to work and just that whole thing. But but look at the other side of it, which is now you're getting judged at what's behind you, yeah, and now right. it's another now, type of stress. Now, you're right. Now you actually have to be at a point in your life, and think about what what. Ron Paul did. Mm. Okay, Ron Paul, who is a libertarian uh, House of Representatives, right? He's no, not former. a senator. He's, he's, he's retired. Oh, he is yeah, retired now. Retired okay, now. A couple but, years now. But he was a staple yeah. of the uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Well, pretty much a perennial which is presidential very, candidate. Very difficult candidate. every two years, by the way. Yeah. U.S. Uh, congressmen have the lowest self-esteem out of all of them. <laughs> okay, because they, got, they have to keep the, uh, on all the time. Yeah. Wear oh, the face, man. Oh, you can just see it in them. You mm-hmm. can see it in them. I've been covering this for 30 years, so I know what I'm talking about. When they become a senator, it's like they get vacation because they get six years. Right, talk, I got some know, time so. to actually play. So Ron Paul, um, if he's now down to that, think about this though, folks. We're now... <laughs> I used to say how bizarre it was that I would actually put a noose around my neck that... I had a real hard time wearing a tie. Oh, sure. Gotcha. Because metaphorically, I was putting a noose around my neck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like when I learned about wedding rings, that you put your wedding ring on your right ring finger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your right ring finger is connected to the artery to your heart. So as you slowly wow. get bigger... You're cutting off the circulation of your life. <laughs> now that is right? some gloomy shit. Man. So, oh, this is where my Libra mind goes, right? So wow. I've always had issues with this, yeah. okay? To where, okay, the tie is a noose mm-hmm. that every day I'm going to go hang myself and then go to work, okay? <laughs> yeah. And before I get married, now I'm going to cut off the circul- the long-term slow death oh, wow. of my life, right? I, no, okay? I can see it, man. Okay, I'm not yeah, trying to okay. get gloomy no, on this. It's- it's what what day is this? Thursday morning <laughs> in our time machine. Yeah, we should be happier. We were in the future. Is that now we're actually kidding ourselves so much that we're so important that we're gonna half dress our above right. torso right. and then wear let our cock and balls hang out below our belt. I mean, come on, folks. What the heck is going on here? The only advice I could give Am I is, out of line? No, not at all. I, and my advice going forward would be wear pants, but go commando if you want some freedom. I mean, nobody's going to be able to see that. But come on, put on some friggin' pants. And my advice is, you know what? That's fine if you want the feeling of a furnished basement but sometimes i like the feeling of an unfurnished basement and let my freak flag fly tomorrow's our friday edition well she's domesticated knows how to use a map and brew
Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws, all-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs, USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z, dot com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. This is Sean Forbes from OG Directory and teamforbes.com coming to you live from the Rhino Beer Garden where I have Barry Woodlock here from Butch's. Um, They're hosting the NCAA March Madness Happy Hour for folks here in the Rocky Mountains. Um, He is co-hosting this event with Stephanie of Cougar Drilling Solutions and Corey from Total Directional. So, Barry, tell me, uh, you work for Butch's. Yes. And you all started out as a rat hole company, but you've expanded into lots of other services. Correct. So give us a rundown of what your who your okay. company is and what you guys do. Uh, Butch's started in 1980. Uh, we started as a uh, family-owned oil and gas service company, uh, primarily rat hole conductor cellar installation. Uh, we expanded out into anchor. And then from there, over the last 40 years, we've grown into one of the largest family-owned, uh, privately-owned uh, oil, and gas serving com- oil and gas service companies in West Texas. We offer polypipe, pit lining, casing crews. Um, on the drilling side, we have equipment rentals as well. We can do that for completions. Uh, we also offer uh, flowback, well testing, pressure control, and uh, environmental services primarily linked towards um, secondary containment of your tank battery facilities. So you guys, do you ever, since you offer a a plethora of services, do you ever offer uh, like bundled services 
Correct. Uh, you know, we would love to offer package deals under the right situation uh, with the right customer. Um, you know, anything that can both be uh, beneficial for both butches and the operator, uh, streamline the process to, uh, you know, eliminate sales as far as, you know, in, instead of having to contact seven, eight different sales reps for a uh, frack or even a drilling location, uh, Butches would be happy to be your one-stop shop. Um, I didn't mention earlier, but we have also added construction services so we can build your location or your pad. So what? mainly civil civil construction Correct. work? So we can turnkey uh, basically everything from uh, the well site planning on to until the drilling until the drilling rigging rolls on location. Uh, we can do your cellar, your pit lining, we can build your pit, we can do it all. So line, lining uh, your, your the reserve, your reserve frack tanks. area for containment yes. and uh, like temporary roads. You know. Correct. Correct. What do, you, what do you guys use um, to build temporary roads? Do you do gravel or like? Uh, do we you... do gravel, caliche. Um, all, basically, it depends on the customer. We can provide all that ourselves, or we can use it through whoever they, you know, their their, their, their aggregate supplier. Yes, correct. Whatever's uh, mutually beneficial for both of us. Yeah. We talked about rental surface rental equipment and um, the fact that you guys offer. You know, bundled services. One thing I asked you earlier was, you know, would you be willing to be a like a, a general contractor or a project manager, so to speak, on offering a suite of equipment such as, you know, hey, this is our completion yes. job, and here's a bill of material of all the stuff that we would need, like you know, two light towers, a porta potty, right. um, a hydrovac, um, frack tanks, that right. kind of thing. So you guys can do that for customers yes. to help. Like you said, streamline your sales process. You're calling one on rent, one off rent, and you're not having to deal with you know seven different uh, rental companies to get all the you know, rental service rental stuff you need. Correct. Yeah. You, we can build the package, you know, no matter how small or how large, to fit each individual customer. You know, uh, you know, even though we are one of the largest uh, privately owned service companies in West Texas, we do pride ourselves on being still, we think of ourselves as a mom and pop. So we value uh, the customer relationship more than anything, especially, you know, as we've all been through the last two downturns in the last six, seven, eight years. You know, we've we've learned a lot from that and uh, we can use that experience going forward. Yeah. Well, you're here in, in Denver today at this happy hour and you guys are based in the Permian. Correct. So are you guys uh, venturing out and offering your services in yes. other basins? Yes. So we have, uh, you know, our hub as far as where we've, you know, spent the most time is obviously the Permian Basin. But we do have a, uh, a yard in Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, we will be opening a satellite yard in Wyoming in the next few weeks. Um, we have a large presence in the Northeast as well. Um I do want to mention that we have recently completed a acquisition of Express Energy Services. So now Butches and Express are uh, one company, and it's under the Butches company's umbrella. Um, we also have yards in Tyler and East Texas, and we have a large presence in South Texas and Oklahoma as well. Awesome. Sounds like you guys are expanding your business. Correct. And well done. Sounds Thank like you... you you uh, 
are very customer service focused and have learned how to kind of ride the wave, so to speak, with fluctuating industry yes. happenings. Yes. So, um, awesome. Well, it was nice to meet you today, and Thank thanks you. for letting me crash your you event. Anytime. One thing I forgot to ask you was, how do we get a hold of you? Okay, my easiest way to contact is uh, phone. So my telephone number is 210-527-4318. You can also email me at bwoodlock at brhas.com. And you can visit our website, which is just www.brhas.com. Or search Butch's Companies on Google and will be the first match that you see online. Awesome. So, it's, again, it's Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, Woodlock, W-O-O-D-L-O-C-K, and I imagine people can also find you on LinkedIn. Yes, ma'am. That's correct. All right. Take care. Thank you. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. with Jason Speece. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomena. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us and especially you, Jason. Without, without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can see for my 20 companies, they take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota United States Senate. I'm Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so... <laughs> The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Mike Renfrow from Blue Boat Subsea, who talks about transitioning into the wind energy after 29 years in oil and gas. His transition is not due to interest, rather the managed marketplace that now exists in the energy industry. This is Mike Renfrow. Are you completely out of oil and gas and into wind energy 100%? I'd say about about 
20% wind and about 20% uh, oil and gas. Most of what we're doing with oil and gas is decommissioning. I believe there's 27 structures off the California coast right now that are slated for removal. And one of our boats is, um, we have tendered several of those projects, both for the state of California, as well as the individual operators that originally installed them. I'm under non-disclosure on that. I can't say who owns them, but it's not rocket science. There's only three companies that own, all, own structures off the California coast. Yeah. The trend has been, especially since the downturn in 2012, is that the large oil companies are removing these, these minimal producing structures and reinvesting that money in other areas like Exxon is in Guyana. But the, the majority of the work that we're seeing in oil and gas, which is about probably 20% of our business, is almost all removal. Interesting. It's, it's taking those structures out. We do have one bid in in um, Saudi Arabia for a very large international, a multinational contractor. They're installing uh, the Marjan project for Aramco. We've got live bids out for that, that we may or may not end up securing that work. To listen to the full-length interview with Mike Renfrow, president of Blue Boat Subsea, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. So there's still people without power as of this morning. You know, right now I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today uh, in, in Texas. Sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yet. I mean, this, is, this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of Texas. Uh, there are, and, and let me just say this, I, I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470,000 miles of 
interstate and intrastate pipe and pipelines in Texas, and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities uh, lines in Texas. So we have a lot of, and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly three million homes in Texas uh, are without power today. Uh, and, and there's- It's our snowing here in Lubbock again. I mean, I don't, I thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I'm from Odessa, and that's a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Ector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Ector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all, all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that, that those, uh, those materials. And so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one, heat our homes, or two, uh, have fuel for our vehicles. Um, with pipelines, that doesn't really come into effect. You know, once the pipelines are laid, not much can stop that that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B. They are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage, uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, 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 you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now, you know, there's gonna be a spotlight on that. And just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. Half of the lodge went without water since Saturday. On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. We'll have water for until 5 p.m. And then we'll be off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, generator, these generators or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that's true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas, on a, on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running. Right? JP Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas, at 9, 12 a.m. Uh, I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, we ran out of water yesterday. I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. 
Trust, First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.